Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. We're here for another one of our season previews and this time it's a turn of the New York Jets. Now with me, I've got a first time guest on the podcast. I've got with me Olivia. How are you? Hi, uh, thank you for having me on. No problem at all, no okay. problem at all. It's good to have good to have new guests on the podcast. It's always nice to um, meet new people and sort of get different people's opinions. So it's Great having you on for your podcast debut on, on this show. So um, look forward to chatting all things Jets with you. Um, speaking of which, we always like to ask our new guests a couple of questions. First of all, um, what made you a Jets fan? Yeah, so the Jets, it came from a family connection. So I have a family in America. And my, so my brother-in-law is American and he actually played college football for Syracuse. Oh, wow. Um, for any, yeah, so for any fans of college football, they'll um, know Syracuse. They're a decent, decent-sized school. So, yeah, he played uh, cornerback there. And when he married my sister, um, we went to um, a pre-season game uh, at MetLife because he's a Jets fan against the Giants and we won it. And... It was about the time where I was starting to get into the NFL and I was thinking about picking teams. So, yeah, um, that visit kind of solidified me as a Jet fan, really, uh, for better or for worse. But, yeah, it comes down to a family connection and, yeah, that's basically it, <laughs> to be honest. No fair play, there. I think we always like hearing different stories. You know, a lot of them do come from like, holidays and connections or something and, or like through the channel. So I was expecting when it's when obviously anyone in sports New York, it is most of the time down to obviously the same as Florida teams in terms of Wayland and Holiday in America. So um but yeah. yeah, it's interesting that I never knew that your your brother in law was obviously a quarterback or was a quarterback or cornerback or quarterback. Cornerback. Cornerback, cornerback yeah. <laughs> um can you tell us can you say his name on the podcast? See if anyone might know it. Yeah. <laughs> He he was a walk on, but he did play. He did play in a ball game. Uh, it's George Mays, um, but yeah, um, it was pretty uh, pretty cool story. That I like telling people whenever it comes up. Um, so yeah, I follow obviously I follow Syracuse as well. Um, but yeah, he's a Jeff fan. He's from New Jersey, so uh, that's how I got into it. No fancy story about going over to New York or anything like that. Um, kind of made to be a Jets fan but wouldn't change it for the world <laughs> <laughs> no fair play fair play I think it's we all have our different routes getting to team whatever sport you follow so I think it's I think once you do a team once you find a team I think that's it I think it's definitely a trend mm. not in terms of NFL but in terms of British football that people a lot of people do feel the need to support two teams or they feel the need to sort of change teams so I think that's a good thing about the NFL that you don't hear much of that. You don't hear much people. I think once people get a team in the UK following the NFL, that is it. And I think people do a lot more, are a lot more tribalistic. I think because of the fact that there's no sort of local team, I think you sort of got almost like a free reign to pick your team. Um, but in terms of as an NFL fan, Olivia, how does your normal NFL Sunday look? Are you a red zone girl? Are you a Sky Sports person? Or are you, how do you normally watch your NFL on Sundays? So I actually help run um, the biggest unofficial uh, Jets fan group. Uh, me and uh, Seb, I'll give him a shout out. Uh, we volunteer that on the uh, Twitter and Instagram page. So it, te- it 
we take in turns uh, giving match updates, um, and that's uh, UK NY Jets for anyone who uh, wants to check that out. But um, so it tends to be red zone on one screen, maybe like a laptop, and then the Jets game on another. And we um, so we tweet out updates uh, with the Jets game, usually um, funny gifts, <laughs> memes. <laughs> that tends how Jets games go. It tends to end up in memes, but. Uh, but yeah, it tends to be two two screens set up, and then possibly once the six o'clock six o'clockers finish, which nine times out of ten the Jets are on, um, I'll tend to maybe switch to an individual game for like the nine p.m. ones onwards. So yeah, that's pretty set. Um, unless you know we're doing any Jets meetups or anything like that, tend to be pretty chill Sundays. Now, fair play, I, I do. I was saying in a different in a earlier podcast, I can't think of the guess words, that my whole childhood until I followed the NFL was literally so boring on my Sundays. Literally, was, mm-hmm. you have the football on the Sundays, sometimes, you know, back in the day when I didn't have Sky, and there was literally nothing to watch. So I do sort of wish in a way I could have watched the NFL a lot earlier because that would have been so much more a better Sunday than just singing about what's trickly or it's songs of praise or something. I think it's... Yeah. That's the good. That's one of the good things about NFL is the fact that your Sundays are now filled up with sport until obviously after the football as well. When it comes six PM, you're there. You're there until at least midnight watching stuff. So I think, yeah, it, it's made Sundays a lot better for all British NFL fans. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of the Jets, in terms of this off season, um, the main ins. I do apologise if I if I missed someone out. There's Tyler Conklin, Dwayne Brown, Quan Alexander. Great pickup, in my opinion. Greg Zerlund's come in, Lakin Tomlinson and CJ Uzuma with the main drafts. And what's been an amazing draft for you guys, really, has been Source Gardner, fourth overall, Garrett Wilson, 10th overall, Jermaine Johnson, a real steal at 26th overall, and then Brees Hall, 36th overall, as well as re-signing Braxton Berrios. And then the main outs are Morgan Moses, Mar- Marcus May, uh, Lauren Duvernay-Tardif and Jameson Crowder. So... As a whole, as a Jets fan for you, Olivia, how have you found your team's off-season in general? Yeah, in terms of transactions, it's been very positive on paper. I think we did have a lot of holes to fill. And I think Joe Douglas, for his fault, I think he targeted what he needed to target. He's known for attacking the O-line. Um, that's what he's done previously. And, you know, this year was no different. We needed to make sure that Zach or whoever starts week one um, is secure and won't be hit as much as it was last year. So obviously Tomlinson was a brilliant upgrade at guard. Um, That was my personal standout, I think. But even holes such as tight ends, that room has just been massively improved both with um, off-season signings and the draft. I think that massively helped Zach. And it wasn't just offense, though. We had the worst defense in the NFL, which obviously massively disappointed. But again, we attacked it very aggressively with DJ Reed, cornerback from Seattle, Jordan Whitehead, safety from the Buccaneers, two brilliant players. Um, like you mentioned, Quan Alexander, linebacker, will work well with uh, CJ Mosley. And then the draft, the first round of the draft was on paper at least. Um, was very, very successful. Uh, so I think in terms of what we've done, in terms of 
you know, moves and uh, bringing in the players that we need to. I think it's been positive. Obviously, you say that tentatively because it is the Jets and <laughs> the game play- the game played on turf, not on paper. But yeah, I think cautiously optimistic. I think he's done a good job. I think, you know, results will have to come this year. I think there's no doubt about it. Fans are getting a bit restless, understandably. And with Mackay Beckton and Zach Wilson, their injuries has obviously been less than ideal. So that's kind of taken the shine off it a little bit. But I think overall, Jets fans are positive looking into the season. We don't expect miracles. Um, but yeah, definitely improvement should happen. And, you know, we just need to keep moving forward. And that should be the aim for the Jets. Just progress on all fronts, essentially. Yeah, and talking of progress, you mentioned it before, Zach Wilson, obviously not the best first year for a rookie, you know, and he's had the injury in pre-season now. I don't know what the latest, I think, or what last I checked, they were saying he may be back for week one, if not week two. But in terms of Zach Wilson as a whole, obviously you mentioned before, and we've mentioned the, the additions he's got to sort of weapons to throw to and the protection he's now got with a few of his um, offensive line updates, upgrades. Um, in terms of Zach Wilson in going into his second year, how are you feeling ahead of his second year? Do you think that it's another learning season or do you think he can make that jump and have a much improved season? I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. I think you've definitely got to expect a jump from him. Um, obviously, last year wasn't great. Uh, it definitely improved as it got on. So after his knee injury, um, which he had in New England, the end of the year was good. It was solid for him. Uh, was it spectacular? No. But we could see some visual improvement. We could see his decision-making was much better. We could see he was a lot calmer. He knew the offence. And this is when we were decimated with injuries as well. So it was very unfortunate because as he was injured, we had a lot of players healthy. And then when he was healthy, a lot of players were injured. So we didn't really get a full grasp of what he was as a quarterback, which is frustrating. But, you know, it's part of the game now. I think for this year, I, I don't think anyone's expecting the finished product. Like, But in the same breath, you've got to show improvement and that's just what the NFL is now. It's, it's, mm. it's almost as if development has to happen instantly, which rightly or wrongly so, it's just, um, it's just how it is. And especially looking at the potential strength of next year's quarterback, um, I don't want to be talking about that, but this will be in the back of, you know, potentially Joe Douglas and Salah's mind, but um, long way off that, yeah. But just, yeah, coming off the injury, which he's just had in the uh, pre-season, we were very lucky with that. Everyone instantly thought it was a torn ACL and it turns out that it was, um, I think it was just uh, a bone bruise, I think they called it. a lot of googling to find out what that was <laughs> but ultimately he uh, probably won't start week one um, I imagine Joe Flacco will take the win for the first few weeks and then he'll be integrated but so you just want to see leadership you want him to be, want him to see less hero ball um, want to see composure and just what he did at BYU which was so impressive and we just need to see that translate and can he do it? He certainly has the potential. We've seen it. It's just a case of can he take that step? Can the coaches help him take that step? And again, it's cautiously optimistic. 
we did have a decent pre-season training camp it means nothing in you know in the long run but uh but yeah we'll have to see how he comes off his injury and there'll be a lot of caution there but you can only hope like <laughs> the people around him have been improved so he's got little excuse so it's just a kind of wait and see sort of thing with Zach I think. Hmm. And you mentioned before that he obviously ended the season last year well and I Obviously, I don't watch them every down. I didn't really watch them on red zone. But in terms of, I thought personally, I when I watched Jets, I thought that he had a good connection with Braxton Berrios. I'm looking at the depth chart at the moment, and my sleeper app told me the same thing because I took him late in fancy. Um, he's down as like the fourth choice receiver. And I obviously, I know you've got Gary Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. I don't know, is that down to just them three being more experienced or better players? Or do you think there's another reason? Because I thought Braxton Bales looks really good towards the end of the year in terms of being able to do a lot of things in, in sort of the offence. So in terms of his that point of view is Braxton Bales, is it just down to the fact that the players are better or is there another reason why he's so low down on the, on the depth chart? Yeah, I just think with Braxton, I think the Jets fans love him. Um, they nearly had a minor meltdown when people started connecting to uh, Miami Dolphins actually in the off season because he was loved. Um, you know the connection with Zach was really there, so we were desperate for him to resign at the right price, and he did. So yeah, I think he, the main reason why we did resign him was because of that chemistry, and I think he was an excellent um, safety blanket for Zach. And I think the reason why he's fourth in depth. Um, again on paper is you know in terms of ceiling you know Garrett Wilson Elijah Moore and Corey Davis are better than him um, but however that's not a knock on him because he's so handy and he's so practical and he's flexible as a wide receiver and that's what you want you want your players that are wide receiver number one which Elijah Moore could be this season that's what we hope anyway but you also want your safety knife sort of players um your players that you can rely on week in, week out. And while Berrios won't, will probably never put up insane amount of numbers and flashy touchdowns and incredible players, he is safe and he is, he's, um, again, he's so reliable and Zach needs that as he develops. He needs someone who is going to be there for him. So I don't think him being fourth on the depth is a knock on his ability. I just think it's each receiver plays different roles, and I think Berrios' roles should not be downplayed this season. Um, and I don't think it is by Jeff fans. Um, but that's from kind of inside looking out perspective. I can understand why people question that. Um, but yeah, he will be useful, and I think he is a, a sneaky good pickup in fantasy. So I'll praise you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, now moving on from the offense to the defense, um, I want to ask you about your head coach, Rob Salah, because he came in to the Jets on the back of a really good time as the 49ers defensive coordinator. So obviously defence was his big, his big sort of, um, the big draws to getting him. But looking at the stats from last year, you finished third from bottom when it comes to passing yards allowed. In terms of rushing yards allowed, you finished, uh, you finished fourth from bottom. So in terms of, is there any concerns there for you? The fact that, you know, this guy's come in as a defensive-minded coach, hasn't exactly seen the team do well in the first year, or do you put it down to teething problems just in the first year as a head coach? Yeah, I think with any rookie head coach, you've got to give some leeway. 
and and or almost for a fact that the Miami Dolphins will probably experience that this year as well. Um, I think equally that does not make him immune from criticism. But in terms of the coaching staff, so we have obviously Robert Salah, head coach, um, Lafleur is OC, and uh, Ulbrich, Jeff Ulbrich as DC. And he did come under a lot of criticism uh, throughout the year. And I think, from my perspective anyway, it was a case of a real lack of depth and talent. Um, if you look at the type of players we had out, they, while they had a ton of potential, a lot of them were young. We're, I think we had the youngest team in, uh, team in the NFL last season. And you could see we really, really needed experience and we didn't have that in coaching and we didn't have that on the field. So it doesn't surprise me that we came out so low in defensive ranking. I think, again, it's a shared sort of responsibility. Hopefully, and what needs to happen is Salah learns from it. Uh, He wasn't calling defensive players last season. So if things go wrong, uh, at the beginning of the season, you could see him maybe step into a bigger role on that side, which would probably be less than ideal because obviously you want to trust your DC, but that would be interesting if we get to a situation like that. But I'm more confident because of the players we've brought in, as we talked about earlier in the draft and uh, free agency. But while the players have to step up, coaches have to step up as well. So hopefully the experience from last year um, will help in will help in leading the players and hopefully we're a bit tighter on our scheme and our players and yeah, the only way is up for the defence unfortunately but like I said, it's the way it is so hopefully mistakes have been learned from. Going into that, our final segment is of course our fan record predictor so we will give each fan the opportunity to say win, loss or tie for each of their team's games in the season. So week one is a home game for you, Olivia, against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to say, as much as I'd like a Joe Flacco revenge game, I'm going to say we're <laughs> going to take an L on that one. So I'm going to say a loss on that one. Yeah, I think Baltimore, the biggest dark horses, I think, going into the season. In terms of the yeah. AFC, I just think that all the injuries they had last year... And I, I, I think they're going to be, I think it'll be them or the Bills, personally, for me, mm-hmm. uh, winning the AFC. I, I do rate them that highly. And I think if it wasn't for injuries, they'd have made the playoffs and made a good run, I'd imagine. Um, but going into week two, obviously, uh, Deshaun Watson-less Cleveland Browns on the road in Cleveland. How are you seeing that one? Oh, that's a tough one, I think. With the quarterback situation... Um, I think we know it won't be Watson now. Uh, I'm going to say that they're not going to have a great season. I think it'll be a sneaky win, but not a confident one, but I'm going to say win based on purely the quarterback situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, win. <laughs> I, mean, there's, there's two, there's, I hate the Jets so much as a Dolphins fan, but I do say... I want, for obvious reasons, I want the Cleveland Browns to lose every mm. game this year. So I actually hope you guys win win this one um, week three uh, at home to the Cincinnati Bengals again I want a Mike White returns game again but it's not happened that, that game was unreal last yeah. season from, from even a non-Jeff perspective but um, 
Yeah, I'm going to say, I think we're going to, I think it's going to be an L that one. I think, I don't think it'll be a massive blowout. I think the Bengals may regress a little bit, but Burrow's just too good. I think he'll rip us to bits. So, yeah, I think we'll take the L on that one as well. I'm just going to edit this out. Um, my writing's so bad, I can't actually see what I've put down for week four. I'm just going to get it up a second. Should be Steen. Oh, uh, yes, it's a P. That's why I look like a, P, a Dean of you. <laughs> Is it Detroit? Am I? Uh, so yeah. I'll start I'll yeah. on in a minute. Um, and then week four is on the road to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's on the road, so it's obviously always going to be difficult, but I'm not super confident in the quarterback situation. And I think Joe Flacco will probably still be in this game. Well, Blacko or Blacko. So I'm going to be a potentially overconfident win and we'll go 2-2. And yeah, this is definitely not biased, but I think we'll go out of the AFC North round of fixtures quite bizarrely. I think we'll be 2-2. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen that before. Um, a team playing yeah, that- there. One division in, in one go that is in their own division. I've never seen that before. So that's um interesting scheduling, I must say. Um week five, in terms of being in the division, a home game against the Miami Dolphins. Um this will be interesting because I think by this time I don't think Zach will played many games, but equally I think two and might have, so we'll start to see the connection between uh, to and Tyreek and you know the rest of the offense. I think to the Jets show progress this year. I think we need to split the games between the Dolphins and the Patriots. I think we need to win both, and I think we might. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say win. You know, it's a Miami Dolphins podcast. I'm gonna say we're gonna beat them at home. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that is yeah, the wrong answer, but we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> um, week six is a road game. Against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I'm not super confident about that. It's good that it's early-ish on in the year, so it's not like Baltic, Baltic. <laughs> um, but with Alan Rodgers, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard test. I'm going to say a comprehensive loss for that one. Okay, doesn't get any easier. Again on the road, uh, week seven against the uh, Denver Broncos. That's an interesting one. I think, obviously, they've had quite a big off-season. Um, Russell Wilson, clearly a massive upgrade. Um, so, for that, I think, again, it'll be a loss. Uh, it's not looking good, is it? <laughs> no, I think it'll be a loss, loss, yeah. I mean, so far, you've got a three and four record going into week eight. So um... I'll, I'll take that, to be fair. I'll snap your hands off it for now. That's as many wins as a whole last year as well. I believe it was three or four yeah. wins we got last year. So I think that's a, that's pre- yeah. I think actually you guys are going the right right way. I think you've drafted well. We've had a good off season in terms of incomings. No real major outgoings, you could say, half off the injury to Mackay Beckton, which is big. Um, so I think I think you guys maybe not this year, but I think two years time. Hate to say it, I think you guys might well, as long as you keep doing what you're doing in terms of um, behind the scenes. I, I do think that you guys are. Heading the right way, but it'll take you a few years to, to fully, you know, fully digress. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you never that's know. Totally fair, to be fair. <laughs> but it is a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, week eight is a home game against the New England Patriots. 
I mean, it, like I said before, I think to show progress, we'd really need to win that one. Um, it's a lot of people aren't fans of the Patriots this year. I think a lot of them are predicting uh, Mac Jones' regression. Um, which is interesting, so I'm going to go with that. And I'm going to say we'll finally get that win over the Patriots I've been begging for for years. We'll get, I'll, I'm going to say we'll win very, very reluctantly, very cautiously. But I'll say <laughs> we'll, we'll beat Bill finally at home. It's been a few years. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think the Patriots are so hard to know because you've got Bill Belichick, of course. He's always going to yeah, exactly. do well. But I, I, I don't know. I don't think they've had the best off-season. So I, I'm intrigued what they're going to do. I think they could mm. either, either be really average or I think they could, I don't, they don't be bad. They'll either be really average or they'll be surprisingly good. I think they could, in Mac's, I think Mac could progress. I think he, a lot of people say he could progress. I think he could, I think he can personally get better. So interesting what they'll do. Interesting what will happen here. I agree. They're very intriguing, the Patriots this year. A lot of people are down on them, but you can never, ever, and you'll know this is a Dolphin fan, never, ever cut out the Patriots. No. <laughs> you'll be a fool too. You'll be a fool <laughs> too, but yeah. I'll say a win. I'll say a win for that one. Be optimistic. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so week nine before your ten, week 10 bye is another AFC East rival at home in the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's a loss. <laughs> There's no <laughs> chance. I've been optimistic so far. There's absolutely no chance. It'd be nice just to score some points, to be honest there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definite loss on that one, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, obviously, we tend to buy. So week 11 is a road game at the New England Patriots. New England isn't kind to us, shockingly. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think they're going to take the revenge, and Mac Jones is going to go for like four touchdowns and an insane amount of yards, and he'd probably get a Russian one as well. No, no. So yeah, that'll be a Patriots win. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, week twelve at home to the Chicago Bears. See, I'm actually in New York for this one. I'm going to this game, oh. so only positive energy, and we're going to. Hammer them. <laughs> no, um, I think Chicago is in a very, I don't want to say bad position, but on paper, it doesn't look great for them. I think they've done what we did with Darnold and um, they've not built around Justin Fields at all. And I do feel sorry for him because I do like him as a quarterback and I think they've put him in a really bad situation. And So, yeah, I do feel for Bears fans a little bit. Um but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, especially with it being at home, I think we'll beat them. It's actually, it's actually is incredible. The power of this podcast happened twice already in these season previews. I'm actually going to this game as well. Oh, okay. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, we had Charlie on, on the Bills episode, he was in the same game as me in Detroit. And then I had who was the other guest? Um can't think who it was now, where they um also go into the game. So yeah, what are the chances of that? What are the chances of um you know, us being at the same game. Absolutely, yeah. It should hopefully if we're if we don't look tragic like we have past season, MetLife is a really good atmosphere when mm. it's going good. <laughs> so um hopefully it's a good game for you. But I, I understand on paper it doesn't the quality doesn't look fantastic, but <laughs> you never know. You never know. It is the NFL after all. You just don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. 
And they say that's why the World Cup final is being held. I believe it's being held in MetLife. I think because they do say it's the most yeah. football-like stadium in terms of atmosphere. They do say it's the most like watching a soccer game or football game in that stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the not in terms of aesthetics or anything, but just being in the new Tottenham Stadium, mm. um, that gives me kind of MetLife vibes. So I don't know if they've yeah. looked at American stadiums for that, but. Yeah, I can totally see why they've, uh, they've held the World Cup there. And obviously New York as well, could New Jersey. But yeah, so hopefully it's good for you. I can't promise anything. But... <laughs> well, I'll be chilling on the Bears, I must warn you, um, <laughs> in, in this game. Um, week 13, another NFC North team on the road to the Vikings. Again, it's a tough one. Um, a lot of people have high hopes for the Vikings this year, actually. Um, a lot of them have said it's you know the Vikings are the strongest in that division. I'm not totally sold on them for some reason. I can't tell you why. I just I think with Aaron Rodgers always been in that division, I just could never write him off. And the Vikings haven't shown a ton um, for me to believe that they're contenders. But I do think they are the better team than us. I like to think that we should go out there challenging, but. I'd do think they'll get the better of us, and I think that'll be a loss, especially with it being away. So I do think they'll beat us there. So week fourteen is a road game against the Buffalo Bills. Again, seeing the home game, it's going to be a definite loss. From that, I'd just like to see if we can be competitive for a bit. To be honest, <laughs> and that's almost not a slight against the Jets. I just think the Bills are just. Very unfortunately, like the best AFC team, and I hate admitting that, but <laughs> I, I just think, yeah, I don't think it'll be much of a contest, you know, kind of be like, yeah, whatever, next game, please. <laughs> How annoying is that for us too? Like, we've had all these years of Tom Brady and the Patriots, and then as soon as he, you know, as soon as he leaves the Patriots, Josh Allen turns up and he's just, this is now the Bills every year now. So it's just, can't catch a break, can we? Exactly. Although it could have almost very much been Tom Brady and the Miami Dolphins, which oh. I might have had to take up a new spot, I think, if that <laughs> occurred. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 not a great situation because no. I mean you know. Yeah. I mean, I personally would have loved to see Tom Brady in the dock. I do think if he was there, we may have won at least won a playoff game, if not done what he did at Tampa. But with that defence we had 2020 but yeah. you never know with that O-line we have maybe not um, week 15 is a back at home game this time against the Detroit Lions yeah I think we should win that I think the Lions um, they've captured the heart of many I think the Lions uh, yeah. they, they do seem they have they do seem to have a great personality in the team and they did better than expected last season. I, I don't want to be patronising. But, uh, yeah, I think that should be one that if we want to show progress and want to, you know, push on and be in a serious team, we should comfortably handle that. But you never know with the Jets. But, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that down as a win. So, and then week 16, another favourable fixture, you could argue, is a home game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that's... It's, it's a nice one of fixtures at the end. Mm. Um, 
for the jet again in theory um but i mean seeing the line again that should be one that we should you know be pushing to win um there'll certainly be expect expectations of us winning against the jaguars they have had a massive upheaval in the past couple of years um I mean, their off-season has been interesting, to say the least. Um, I'm not a huge fan of what they've done, but uh, they've been subject to many jokes. <laughs> um, but, um, no, it'll be interesting to see where Wilson and Lawrence are um, at, at that point, because by that point, they would have had a solid season in like three quarters, nearly two seasons. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they are in terms of ability. So, that'll be should be a fun game, but uh, yeah, I'm going to say we'll win that one. We should, anyway. <laughs> okay. And then another winnable fixture, you could argue, week 17, on the road still, but against the Seattle Seahawks. The Jamal Adams revenge game, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's quite amazing to see uh, what's happened to the Seahawks, essentially, mm. because, and I actually, and I mean, you can say that this may be the Jets bias in me, but yeah, I, I believe it stemmed from the Jamal Adams trade um, because when they made that trade and they gave up an insane amount for him, very good player, but um, definitely overpaid in that trade. Um, they were in win now mode, like they wanted to go to the Super Bowl and you know win it all, and that's why that's why they paid what they did. And you look at them now, like two, three years down the line, and it's. The team quite it's completely different. Like the quarterback situation is baffling to me. I I just I, I can't figure out why they didn't at least make a move for Mayfield or mm. you know, they might they may still trade for you know Garoppolo, but it's in division, so it does or if they're rolling out with Drew Locke, it, it just I I just can't really get my head around what they've tried to do. So and I don't think the rest of the team is you know, it doesn't strike fear into you. I think they've got some very good players, but I do think they're in a bit of a messy situation. One that they haven't been in for a while. So I'm going to take an optimistic win on that one. And hopefully they are in as much of a mess as they seem to be. But you never know with the Seahawks. They are a good organisation. So it's, it's take that win with a extreme side of caution, I think. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And then final week, week 18, on the road again against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, if he again. I think it's a great game to finish on because you'll obviously see where the two teams are, and it's two teams that have had huge amount of change in the off season, and you know continuity and whether that will come into play. But I think we'll lose that one. I don't think, to be honest, I don't know with the Dolphins actually whether playoffs will be in play there or not. Um, I don't think it will be for the Jets, if I'm being honest. I don't think there'll be much to be played for from our side. And we tend to do really bad in Miami. Shock. <laughs> As opposed <laughs> to anywhere else where we do fantastic. But um, no, I don't. I, I think we'll lose that one um, just because it's Miami. And of course we'll lose that one. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say an L for that one. Okay, so that means... Your record is eight and nine, which is a fairly modest one. <laughs> Maybe optimistic slightly, but <laughs> but um, it is it is optimistic. But I think 
you've got you've got to have I don't think it's super unrealistic, to be honest. I'm not coming here saying that we're going to make playoffs. I think that's um, that's not going to happen. Um, I think that you know you you've got to ex- you've got to expect them to make progress and mm. eight and that you know I think that is I think that's probably our season uh, our ceiling. Um, I'd be very happy with that as long as key players show uh, development. Is it on the optimistic side? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, but you never know. You never know with injuries and Zach's development and whatnot. So, yeah, it is optimistic, but it can be done. It can be done. <laughs> well, we've seen crazy things in the NFL, so I do think that... I, I said before, I, I do think the Jets are going the right way, but I think this season probably is a stretch too far. But I don't think eight wins is completely... I think... I think personally you'll get six wins. That's my sort of prediction for yeah. you. Like six and eleven is it six and ten? I 11, forget yeah. when you fix eleven, it. yeah. Eleven, yeah. So it's I, I think I think six wins is is realistic. I think especially if Zach Wilson you know, has this improvement with his new weapons and offensive line, I do think we'll see a jump. I don't think you guys will be in the top five again in the draft. I do think you guys will be sort of around the tenth or eleventh spot in the in a draft, you could say. But um yeah, I, I do think It'll take time, but I do think you guys will eventually get it right. Well, that's very nice to hear. And it's not <laughs> often you hear that from a Dolphins fan. No, especially it's... in in the NFL today. Like I mean, I mentioned it before. Um, we started recording, but uh, discourse around Jets and Dolphins fans, especially the past off season, has been um, fiery at best. So uh, it's nice to hear that. Um, the only way is up, to be honest. It can't. It, after the past, after Adam Gaze, it couldn't get much worse, could it? So, no. anything, any, any day that isn't, um, that means I'm not supporting a team that isn't led by Adam Gaze is a, is a fantastic day. So, <laughs> you count your blessings when you can. So, yeah, um, just want progress. I just want to see us actually becoming a respectable team. And do I think it'll happen this next season? I don't, I think it, well, I don't think we'll be a playoff or contender, but Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> well, we can both share our hatred for Adam Gase. We can both speak from experience about why your team should not hire yes. Adam Gase as a head coach. <laughs> yes. yes, we're experts on that, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had um, a combined five years of, of hell. Oh. And, uh, and again, he, he, did, he gave us the last playoff pins we've had, to be fair to, to, fair to him. He did get us to the playoffs in his first year, but... After that, it was just a massive, massive decline. Yeah, he, he gave us some good memes while he's at the Jets, but that's <laughs> yeah. literally it. <laughs> no positives, just no. just some, you know, just make yeah. with the butt of the jaw again. So, but yes, positive season, hopefully. But it's the Jets after all. You know, I've said yeah. that a lot, but you've got it's the Jets. So who knows, eh? <laughs> Interesting. You could argue maybe three of the five most memeable moments in the last 10 years have come from Jets people. So Adam Gates with the eyes, Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble and Sam Donald seeing ghosts. Oh, yes. But you also bonus uh, memorable moment. Uh, You've got Sam Donald catching uh, Mano as well. And you had that (laughs) Sam Donald out indefinitely. That was a wild time to be a Jets fan there. And of course, Wilson. Zach Wilson oh, yes. this off season with his love of his mum's friend. <laughs> I know. At least that was 
kind of positive. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's been that's been a brilliant story. So um, let's show, let's hope, well, from my perspective anyway, kind of replicates that uh, mm-hmm. the dog in him on the field. <laughs> the, people, the, the dog in him. He's gained yeah. a lot of respect for it, though, and that's just it's crazy to me. Yeah. But yeah. Do you see the um, guy who goes at Jets training camp who came in and got them all to sign that T-shirt with the reference <laughs> on it? I did, yeah. Um, I will say, like, obviously for the Jets being terrible, um, they do have some amazing fans over there. So mm. um, it's obviously they don't get the level of kind of media coverage as, like, the Bills fans or whatever do. But I think the dedication for the past, well, past like decade or so, or even more since we last made a playoff game has been it's been admirable. So um mm. we'll always have that, even if we don't have good football. <laughs> <laughs> and of course who can forget their famous reaction to not getting more in sap years and years ago with the um the fans moaning but was it, was it called was he called Greg Brady, the tight end that they took instead of sap and the fans went Yeah it's all their reactions when the pick was being made and they all just absolutely outraged and they were booing him when he came on the stage and Amazing. Yeah. I should hope we've moved on from this, but, uh, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah. But yeah, that has been the end of our Jets season preview. So thank you for coming on, Olivia. Uh, how can we find you on social media? So um, I've mentioned before, um, I'll help run the um, largest unofficial Jets fan group at UKNY Jets. Um, if any dolphins or non-dolphins fans want to check us out um you know uh, we provide all things jets but some people like seeing uh content from the rival so check us out it's a good time um but if you want to follow my, me personally chat mainly about the jets middlesbrough football club if you're into that <laughs> um at olivia p 711 and you know i'm up to talking anything from jets to the Dolphins if I have to to NFL and all <laughs> overall so yeah Fantastic so thank you again Olivia and we'll see you guys for our next season preview Thank you <laughs>